Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. kids and I used to have those blackouts. Well, some of those memories have been coming back to me. There are moments in life we choose to remember. Do you think that we'll be together forever? <laughs> and some memories <laughs> we can never forget. All I know is that by reading these journals, I might be able to get Kaylee back. I'd think twice about what you're doing. You could wake up a lot more messed up than you are now. I haven't seen myself like this before. But what if you could go back in time? You are completely relaxed. Think of it like a movie. You can pause, rewind, or slow down. Could you save the one person that mattered the most? Okay, welcome back. I just clapped. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, welcome back to another riveting episode of Marty. And what does Marty stand for? Mike and Russ time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we got it we got it that time. We actually <laughs> synchronized our yes. We got we got to make that yes sound a little less weird and creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Ooh. We should we should definitely make it more enthusiastic and more like uh, a yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of those. You know what we need? We're going to the sound sound effects. We talked about this before. We should get like some sound effect with a bunch of kids going yeah, that might be creepy too. Maybe we'll just get adults. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get something. <laughs> um, so after about a month, we're a little bit over a month actually since our last recording, but we tried uh, about a well a few weeks ago, but then I was having headset issues. Um, so it seems like we're okay now, though. So far, so good. So far, so good. And if any of the gremlins get in our... Headsets or computers, then we'll just have to deal with it. Don't get them wet. Yes, because they multiply. Don't feed them after midnight. Isn't isn't it always after midnight? Yeah, and what do you mean, like any kind of? I mean, any. It's always after midnight. I mean, you know, oh, that's true. Twelve oh one is after midnight, but also eleven fifty nine p.m. is after midnight as well, because it's. So you really yeah, can never feed them. Yeah, that's true. And you know, they never say in the movie like. um you know what? Uh, it's like okay after midnight. He didn't say like okay after midnight. Mid after midnight. But if the sun comes up, then you can feed him. He never yeah. said that. Like there was no time frame like between right. midnight and six a.m. Right. So that's a good point, Mike. It is always after midnight. <laughs> that's what I do. I think of these things. So do you consider um, the Gremlins a Christmas movie? Movie. Uh, it takes place I- at Christmas. It takes place at Christmas, and I think it came out at Christmas, and I'm pretty sure that's when I saw it. So, yeah, it is a Christmas movie. You probably think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, too. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, as is um, Lethal Weapon. Uh, well, I just think that's a stretch, because th- those movies, just because they take place at Christmas time and they came out around Christmas time, I don't think that counts as a Christmas movie. Um, well, I mean, not yeah, not in the sense of a you know. It's not a Christmas themed movie. Yes, and that's what it I'm is, talking. Is about. a Christmas time movie. 
But uh, I count Just Friends as one of my favorite Christmas movies, and I'm not sure that really qualifies given the criterion I just laid out. <laughs> well, I we'll should. I mean, <laughs> we'll have, for our Christmas episode, we'll have to decide what's a Christmas movie and what's not. Hey, uh, I do have a great idea for a Christmas episode, but I can't take credit for the idea. The, um, David, who has recently joined the Uplate Network. Uh, you may remember him. He interviewed me for Crowdfinders, for his Crowdfinders uh-huh. uh, podcast, which uh-huh. is now part of the Uplate Network. Anyway, he loves time travel, and he's a science teacher. Um, and he's been wanting to come on and record with us. And he suggested maybe we should do, uh, when it gets close to Christmas in a few weeks, we should do an episode about A Christmas Carol. Because that's kind uh, yeah, of that, a, that sort of does involve time travel. Yes, yeah. it does. I mean, not exactly, but I think we could do. I think that could be kind of cool, and we could also include um, uh, a couple of movies. I think are which are probably both inspired by a Christmas story. I mean, Christmas. I mean, a Christmas Carol. Um, uh, it's a Wonderful Life, and The Family Man. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's I true. Think, I think. Fa- both, fa- a Wonderful Life is that's not really a time travel movie that's that's more of a alternate reality but still it it, it qualifies I'd well, say. Well, that's true. And so same with Family Man because in the way yeah. Family Man his glimpse he goes into it's like he into another reality which could have been his life. He sort of travels no he doesn't really travel back in time because it's like the same day but as if he had gotten married to the girl a long time ago. So. Yeah, yeah, it's more of, more of a shift. But hey, those are those are some of my favorites. So yeah, we can talk. We about can them. mention it's, them. We can mention this, them. This is this is our our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Hey, it's Mike and Russ time. It's not it's not uh, anyone else's. It's our time. <laughs> That's right. It's our time down we can here. Do whatever we want with our time. In fact, um, but I think the a Christmas Carol, while technically. Not really a time travel movie. He does kind of travel back in time because the the ghosts of uh, Christmas past and future, they both take him to see what the past and future are and were like, respectively. True, true. Or would be, were like and would be like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm getting my tenses all messed up. But um, I also, I think I said criterion earlier when I should have said criteria for plural because there was more than just one, but... We let that one slide. Yeah, that I appreciate one, that. that. Okay. I could have left. I'm going to edit that out so then it could have been really like the enough. Criterion Collection. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, let's get right to the movie because we've already wasted five minutes. <laughs> yes, and our fans will get very upset. The only fan who won't get upset with this is uh, our friend Glenn, who likes when we prattle on about nothing. Yeah, that's true. It reminds him of the days of when we all used to work together. Yeah, well, I never worked with Glenn. Really? Um, if you if you recall, I was the replacement Glenn. I'm Glenn 2.0. Oh. Yeah, or he could be Russ 1.0. But yeah, Glenn was the online assistant editor before me, and then I. But I met Glenn, you know, while working at Wizard. But I had already taken his place, and he had gone to Marvel for a little while. Hmm. Um. So yeah, but it, you see, that's your memory is a little messed up because you 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 kind of. Remember everybody being at Wizard when you were there the whole time. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was all it was all a big a big mess of everyone there when I was there, but that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting old, Russ. Oh, aren't we all? Yep. But anyway, speaking of getting old and stuff and uh 
Time, time, time. Um, <laughs> you got to get that should... <laughs> effective. Yeah, I wonder. There's probably something in in uh, we could do with the editing tools to get a little um, reverb echo effect. Um, but this week we wanted to, this week <laughs> this <laughs> this month this episode we would like to talk about a movie that you have some strong opinions on. One that I love. I don't know if you love it or not, but I know you had some issues with the time travel stuff. I do have some issues with it, and I don't love it. Okay. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. It wasn't okay. like one of those movies where I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to turn it off. You know, I sat down and I watched it, and there were some intriguing moments. It's no Somewhere in Time. It is no Somewhere in Time. <laughs> one of your top three favorite movies of it all is, time. I'm, I'm going to go out. It's going to be my favorite movie. You're just going to go out there and limb and say, just going to say, you know yeah, because I know, I know that Pat won't, won't like me saying that, but yeah. you know what? It's, it's my movie. Because Pat tries to pretend he's not sentimental, but, and he, he tries to deny his girly side, <laughs> which I know he has, but he just, uh, yeah, well, you know, that's a defense mechanism. We won't get into his psychological issues, but, <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking about the butterfly effect. The 2004 film uh, starring, um, I almost said Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> but no, it is I not Kiefer Sutherland. I, I have no idea why why his name came into me. That's not, it's Ashton Kutcher. It sounds nothing like, there's a cuh, there's a cuss sound in there, but there's no, uh, there's you know, it's a K, there's a K, there's no, otherwise they sound nothing like. Ashton Kutcher and the lovely Amy Smart. Yes. Miss Smart. Who also co-starred in um, uh, Just Friends, which we talked about earlier, a few minutes ago. Uh, but I love her. I love her. I, love her. I, I, um, I don't have a lot of celebrity crushes, but she's she's probably in the top ten, if not top I got five. to meet her. Yeah, I know. You're, you've told me that before, and you made me yeah. jealous. You, you met, I, have, you there's a, I don't have a picture of her with me, but I have a picture of her with uh, Doug. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> Doug. I oh, took whatever. the picture, so that must count. Well, kind of. I don't know. Why would you take a picture with Doug and not say, hey, what about me? Because Doug wanted a picture, and you know she was she was kind of on her way getting ready to leave. So it was, oh, it was so like, were, oh, hey, yeah. take another picture of me now. Cause... You were being considerate. You were gonna go. You weren't. You weren't being all the fans. Yeah. Then you're just so. then you're just weird. If you like, oh no, wait, yeah. one more. <laughs> here, here, come in close. I'll take. I'll, you, I'll do a <laughs> selfie, as the kids call it these days. But you gotta squeeze in real close. <laughs> She's like trying to squirm away. It's like it's like. Uh, it's the story of my life, Russ. <laughs> it's, it's like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. And, anyway, anyways, butterfly. I almost got off on another tangent with Pepe Le Pew, but yeah. okay, all right. I'm gonna stop talking, and I would like you to uh, do a quick summary of the film. We don't have to, you know, do step by step, but give a little quick summary uh, of the premise, anyway, and then and then go into the issues that you had with it. All right, so uh, butterfly effect. It's a story about a kid who, when he's a kid. Ashton Kutcher, when he's a kid, has all these strange blackouts that he can't remember, you know, certain moments in time. Right. And it turns out that he has the ability to shift his consciousness uh, back in time from when he's an adult to certain periods of when he was a kid, which is what the blackouts are. Whenever he has, whenever he shifts back from the future into his younger body, that right. was what counted as a blackout for him. And, uh, you know, he, he ends up going back in time and he 
kind of screws things up and he messes things up for himself and uh, his girlfriend, Amy Smart, and makes everybody's life all weird and crazy and has to find some way to put it all right so everybody is happy. Right. So uh, my my first issue with the movie, the time travel thing was actually, you know, it was it was okay. He He could do it by really just by thinking about it because his father had this weird ability to be able to do right. this. He concentrated really hard uh, yeah. on a certain moment in time. He did it with uh, a journal that he had written you know, as a kid. His yeah, father, uh, it, We find out later his father used old movies. Yeah, um, his, uh, his yeah. shrink, because he was always having these blackouts, and his shrink and his doctor were like, keep a journal of you know, the things that happened during the day so you right. can keep track of your day. And it turns out that you know, when he grows up, if he reads these journals and has like a strong emotional connection to them, he can go back to that certain point in time. Right. So, but you my, didn't my, like the fact that what that I didn't like the 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 first time you see him, you know, the, watching the movie up up until he, he's an adult, is he has these blackouts and you don't know what happens to him during these blackouts. So the first one, I think. Um, he is oh he's he's dropped off at his friend's house, right for like a play date or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if you and call it that uh, the father's yeah. Eric Stoltz, who right. is like some weird child molester, uh, wants him to do like a weird kitty porn movie, and right. he, he blacks out when he gets there, and he wakes up, you know, in the living room naked after what's his name is has been filming, and right. he doesn't know what happened. And then there's other ones. He wakes up, you know, with a knife in his hand. He wakes up after doing a drawing. He wakes up after they put a firecracker in a mailbox and, and things like this. And you don't know what goes on. Now, the problem is, in the future, when he reads these certain moments in time and he jumps back to them, right. something, you know, he, he makes a change. He, right. he, so the first time he goes, oh, I was going to go meet my friends, and he, he's an adult, and he jumps back into when he was a kid filming the movie. He remembers doing certain things. Right. So why, when we first see him in yeah. the blackouts, does he not do those things? Yeah, that's that's something that I thought about later because um, I remember thinking this, it was pretty cool how he'd have these blackouts and then later on you find out, oh, the blackouts are because he was traveling back in time into his brain. Yeah. Uh, but what what you're saying is the blackouts indicate that he actually traveled back in time. Um, and so why, when we saw it the first time, didn't we see actually what, what he was doing? And the weird yes. thing is we did actually see it one time. But now there's a couple, well, a couple times they did, but then... Okay, like what you're talking about, we, we didn't see that. He didn't do that because um, later in the movie, he goes back to that time. And, and he, he changes it. And he changes it. He uh, he confronts her fr- his friend's father. Yeah. And then, uh, but there was a couple other things. With the drawing, he with did it. With the a, drawing and with the knife, you saw what he did. Right, the knife, exactly. I was going to say in the knife, when, when he was in the kitchen with the knife, and he had the knife, and then he was like, well, this isn't going to do anything, or, you know, and then he wakes up, or whatever. And then, of course, he wakes up back then, he has it. So, yeah, with the, with the, I feel like he went back in time two or three times, or at least twice, to the point where he was, yeah, he did, because he went back in time with um, with the pervert father, 
twice. Uh, at least twice, because yeah, he yeah. tried. He changed it twice. Once, uh, and and he kind of messed it up. So that, well, that's but, that's another that's another one of my one of my problems with it. Yeah. So go ahead with the, he he go he. Obviously, the, this uh, Eric Stoltz character was a pervert, and he, you know, abused his kids. So when Ashton Kutcher is an adult, he jumps back into his younger self at that right. point, and he basically tells the father off. You know, he says, he, "Yeah, look, you're a pervert. I know it." And yeah, um, I'm gonna you you do anything to your daughter again, and I'm gonna report you to the cops right. and all this stuff. So that changes that part of his past which means the daughter grows up and she's all happy and she's not abused and she has a good life. Right. But the brother, that's what the father put all his anger and abuse into the brother now. So the brother grows up to be a scumbag. Right. Now, why? Right, you could have ended the movie right here because all he had to do was jump back to that moment again and say, look, I know you're a pervert, you're a scumbag, don't touch your daughter or your son. Right. And that would have solved the entire problem. Then both kids would have grown up happy and he could have lived that life of... Well, possibly, yeah. I mean, th- but the premise of the movie is uh, the butterfly effect, meaning you go back to change one thing, it seems like a small change, but it has the ripple effect that they talk about in chaos theory where a butterfly flapping its wings on one side of the world ends up as a hurricane on the other side of the world. So I think... I think you're. I mean, I think you're right. I think that if you if you think about it logically, he could have stopped it by saying, "Yeah, don't don't molest your daughter and don't beat your son." Uh, yeah, cause, you know, because he right. does go back again to that point when they put the firecracker in the in the mailbox that he gets from the basement. Right. So he goes back to that point again to stop the 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 firecracker point. And I'm like, well, why didn't he just go back and you know stop the Stop the father from beating on the kids. Well, because he wasn't as as uh, a um, as a smart, smart time traveler as you would be. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, there's there's a few. I mean, a few other minor things. I know they had to make it, you know, a, a interesting movie and make make a lot of butterfly effect changes. Like uh, at one point, they they put this. It's supposed to be an M80, but it's like some ridiculously powerful firecracker. Yeah, because it seems like it's more than an M80. It seems yeah. like it's a half a stick of dynamite or something. Yeah, they put it in a mailbox, and they just want to see the mailbox blow up. But the mother, this mother and her baby right. uh, are going into the house, and they're like, oh, we forgot the mail. So they, they go, and they get the mail, and they open the, the mailbox just as the firecracker explodes, and it kills both of them. And right. that messes up one of the kids. So. You know, when he's older, he jumps back in time and says, okay, I'm going to stop that. So he jumps back in time. He jumps into his body. And now he's ready to stop this firecracker. And right. one of the kids goes and, and tackles the mother and the baby. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. And him, he knows exactly what this firecracker does. Right. Yeah, oh, runs, that's true. He runs right up to the mailbox and he opens it. And it blows his arms off. Uh, oh, I, Okay. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I always thinking that. Get the that, mother and the baby out of the way. Yeah, I I have to watch. See, I have to, the funny thing is, I've seen this movie like I don't know ten times or something, and for some reason, I'm remembering it that he pushed the babe, mom, and baby out of the way, and then kaboom. But you might be right. He might have actually see, opened. Well, it. no. See, what happened was Tommy, who ended up being the you know a one in one life the abused kid, in the other life this. Oh, you're uh, right. Yeah. He became his savior because he tackled the mother. Out of the way. Right. 
And then the Aston Kutcher, Kutcher character runs up to the mailbox where he knows this firecracker is and he knows how deadly it is. And he opens it up like he's going to pull it out and throw it away. So, okay, so re- refresh my memory. When when uh, his friend, uh, or his, I would say his, because they weren't really friends when they, but they in the original timeline because he was a little twerp. But um, <laughs> his, he was more friends with his sister. Uh, who later grows up to be Amy Smart, but so when when the the kid goes and he's like, oh, I'm going to be a hero. He tackles the mom and baby and saves them. Yeah, is that the scene where Ashton Kutcher goes to reach in for the for the firecracker? Yeah, because they're like, he's like, hey, we got to stop this. So Tommy, the character, runs up and tackles the mom out of the way. He's like, no, I'll save you. And Ashton Kutcher goes up and literally opens the mailbox. I well, guess I, th- I guess in the hopes that he can throw it away, but you know the mother and the baby were out of the way, and he knows that this uh, in his original timeline killed both of them. That it's got to be some right. explosive. He just had to stay away from it. I thought that I'll have to watch that again because if that's true, yeah, that could have been a kind of a big mess up. Because um, I thought for some reason I'm remembering it that. He went to do it to, you know, like, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't remember. And then, like, I felt like the the other kids, like, I'm going to be a hero and, like, ran in front of him or something. No, no. Okay. Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, the thing is, if that's true, they kind of messed that up because, yeah, that's kind of a big screw up. Because why would he, you know, knowing how dangerous it was, why would he risk... Uh, trying to take it out of the mailbox. Um, exactly. So, but they but, they did need. They, I think you know for the movie itself, they needed different little things that would happen to him. So you know, in one life, he right. he doesn't save her, and one of the other kids gets you know thrown into a mental hospital because he can't handle seeing the mother and the baby die. And you know, in that life, when he tries to go for the the M80 or the firecracker, he blows his arms off. And then when he goes back to the future, he has no arms and he's got to be pushed around. So they needed, they needed different things to have happen to him. Right. And well, you know, the, but you know, they, they could have had him lose his arms in a different way too. I mean, yes. they could have had him lose, lose his arms with the firecracker, but they could have had it in a way that he, you know, uh, has to push the mom and baby away right at the mailbox, then he could turn back and sort of put his arms up like, oh, I know what's going to happen, you know, because he doesn't have time to move, right? Yeah, or they could have done something like uh, in the old uh, Batman movie where he just runs around (laughs) with a firecracker going, sometimes you can't get rid of a bomb or a firecracker. (laughs) Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I remember that. That's the Batman film from, like, what, 1966, right? With Adam West. I remember that. I love that scene too because he's he's running around with this cartoon-looking bomb over his head. Um, yeah, you know, at there's, lo- there's nuns at one point. And yeah, he's ducks crossing the street, and he can't get rid of the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid. Yeah, the crazy thing is he's like on the wharf or something. Like I don't know what the nuns <laughs> were doing there. Um, so I wanted to bring up though the the um. That scene, that scene in particular, is very pivotal to the whole movie because that's when he fi- when he first realizes he can travel through time. It's that scene. It's because he goes back, um, 
because I think he had already gone back and had a flashback before, but he didn't realize he was actually traveling back in time. He was just kind of like, whoa, I, I just had a kind of a weird thing right there, right? When he realizes he can change travel through time is when uh, he goes back um, and he goes, yeah, they light, because they light the cigarette, I mean, they, wait a second, they have cigarettes, they use a cigarette to light the firecracker, right? Yeah. And so he, like, drops a cigarette or something. Oh, no, he, he. What does he do? They, uh, they were trying to, they convinced the, the fat kid to put the firecracker in the mailbox and then he gave the fat kid his cigarette and he's like oh it's got two minutes because he figured it would burn down so that's how right right put his cigarette on the fuse but how did ashton kutcher get the cigarette because the ashton kutcher has a cigarette oh because it explodes and they're kind of like oh my god and then and then he stops and then it falls on his shirt and then burns him oh yes that yes that's right remember the cigarette like burns his chest the first time he jumps back the um He's kind of shocked, and the cigarette falls on his like chest, and it burns him. And he, when he wakes up, he has that scar. Right, a scar from the burn. That's when he realizes, which, which wouldn't have really burned him, but you know. Well, yeah, because it was it would have had to burn. It would have had to been sitting there for longer <laughs> to burn yeah. it through his shirt and then into his skin, but and to leave a scar. <laughs> um, but it, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yes, but, that's true. I mean, it is a time travel movie. Uh, here's the things I liked about it. Um, since you're being all negative, Nancy, I think that, uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the positive things of the film. The the um, I like the idea that um, you you because know, when you ever talk about time travel, people often talk about going back in time and fixing stuff. Um, you know, like you know whatever it is, like I'm gonna go fix something. Well, as the movie progresses, everything he does to fix it, like, makes something else worse. You know, he's like, because there's one time when he even, he even tries, because he find, he goes back and he finds out his girlfriend, or not a girlfriend, but the girl he had a crush on, you know, uh, he moves away when he was a kid, he and his mom. Then he finds out that um, she ended up becoming a drug addict because of um, her dad abusing her and she became a hooker and stuff. And so she, he decides to try to fix her life. So he does a thing where he makes it so her dad doesn't abuse her, abuse her, um, and that was great. But then it turns out it turns her brother into a monster, right? So, but the brother was could, always a monster. Well, the brother was a dick. He was because, but except for the one, except for like towards oh. the later on in the movie when he gets his arms blown off, and then his the 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 brother becomes this you know. Nice Christian boy. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's that was when the brother tackled the mother in the in right. The baby. He became the hero. Oh, but and, then what about the fact that he hurt the guy? Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's the actor who plays um, who plays on the the Daredevil series now. It's Foggy. 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 I can't remember his name. He's a good actor. But anyway, he ends up he ends up like a coma, like no catatonic because he's so distraught over seeing the mother and the baby get killed right and then well, he, he goes he goes to the yeah he goes to the mental hospital for a bit and then he gets out and then when he really goes catatonic is is when tommy the the little uh crazy kid kills is going to kill aston kutcher's dog oh okay that's and 
it's this, this was another time when when he jumped back. He's like, hey, he gives uh, the fat kid Foggy, who's not really his name. Um, he gives him something sharp, and he's like, look, just cut my dog out of the bag because he knows what's going to happen. Yes, because yeah, yeah. But instead of cutting the dog out of the bag, the fat <laughs> kid stabs Tommy and kills him, and that sends him into the yeah, you know, catatonic mental. Because he's already like, yeah, because he's like. Tommy is a monster. I need to kill him. You know, these, and then and they, okay. they, that messes him up. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you just by saying something again, bad about the movie. Okay. <laughs> um, he fixes his girlfriend's life. He goes back. He tells the father off. The father doesn't ever bother the daughter. She grows up. They have a nice relationship, but the, the brother comes looking for him, comes looking for Aston, Ashton and Amy smart. And he finds him on their, college campus right and he starts you know he starts attacking him and, and amy smart runs off to get help and aston kutcher you know takes a couple shots and then he gets the upper hand and he he beats tommy to death which was kind of stupid you know because all he had to do was knock him out and and uh, right. be done with it or, or just knock him on the ground and run away but anyway he beats him to death and then he gets arrested for it and gets sent to jail. And I'm like, that would, that's the most clear cut case of self-defense on college campus. This guy's an ex con coming to, you know, kill the, yeah, the guy who's, but, you know, yeah, that's, I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you no, uh, no, yeah, no, I, yeah. But the thing is, uh, he went beyond where he like immobilized the guy and like he stopped the threat and then he just kept beating him, like he, like you know he, he, the kid was no longer a threat. He could have just waited for the cops at that point. But Ashton Kutcher's character, I forgot his name, uh, just like keeps like because he's he's like loses it. He's so angry at him because yeah, but, and, you know he's like basically I, yeah. you ruin everything and then yeah. But still, I mean, no, there, I don't think there's any going to be any court. Around that's going to go well. This guy was coming after you to kill you, and you in turn killed him. Nope, you're you're going to go to jail for murder, and we're not just going to send you to some you know probation place. You're going to go to the worst jail in the history of jails. Right. So well, I mean, that, was, that was just another point that I had to make because I thought it was stupid. <laughs> Did you like any part of the movie? <laughs> I it was like I said it was it was enjoyable to watch, you know. It wasn't like I I sat there and groaned at every point. There were certain yeah. points where I was talking to the TV going, "Come on. That wouldn't happen." But I did I did sit down and watch it. I actually watched it a couple of times to Yeah. Well, okay, let let me get back do, into the good yes, stuff do, again. Do your good things. Cuz here's the thing I think that a lot of um time travel movies or stories in general sort of gloss over and they don't even really address. When he changed time, right, and then he comes back, he changed that whole timeline every, you know, since he was a kid. But he still had the memories that he already had from growing up, right? Mm -hmm. The cool thing here that happens is in, in a matter of moments all the memories of the of living through those years again after he changed the course of time uh, for him and the people around him all of a sudden come flooding into his brain and create new memories into his brain almost instantaneously, right? So now mm -hmm. he's got two sets of memories 
Well, more than that, but the first time he does it, two sets of memories, and he doesn't, and it's like, ah, ah, he's got this crazy headache, right? <laughs> yeah. You like that? Ah, I do. That was a good sound effect. <laughs> you had to picture, like, his head being squeezed. You know. So, I thought that was pretty cool, because, like, let's say Marty McFly, when he comes back, and he, he changed history from 1955, he gets back to 1985, uh, he has a, he has that 4x4 truck that he was like, you know, ogling over before. He doesn't remember how he got it. Uh, his dad drives a BMW now, and he has a great job, and he's like an amazing writer, you know, or not amazing, but he's a successful writer. Um, his his brother and sister uh, aren't doofus-looking anymore, you know. Uh, I don't know why his brother is still living at home and, you know, going to the office, you know. Cause... Maybe, maybe just stop by for breakfast. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's a good point. That's Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> Because I always thought I always thought about that scene in Back to the Future, and he goes, um, "What? Why are you wearing a suit? What do you mean, Marty? I always wear a suit to the office." I'm like, "You're 30 years old. You have an office job, but you're still working at home. You live in a home." But wow, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm going to assume from now on that in the Back to the Future, his brother and sister are just dropping by for breakfast. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but Marty doesn't have any memories. Everybody else's life changed. He remembers, you know, the original, his original past. Well, why didn't he remember all the other stuff? And I like the way the the butterfly effect did it because it would kind of mess with your head because all of a sudden you have two memories of every moment of your life, at least from that point on, you know, the point you changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the only problem is when he goes back in time, like at the one one instance I remember when he when he goes back in time in college and he's like a he's a douchey frat boy, he doesn't remember being a douchey frat boy, but maybe that's because he's sort of taking over the mind. No, no, it didn't wasn't taking over the mind because he changed time and then all of a sudden he was in college. He came, you know he came to again and it was present day, but now he's in college. With and yeah, that that was one of the first times he changed things, right? Well, it was a time. It was a time he, you know, beat that guy to death. So it was one of the first times, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He changed something so that he and the girl grew up together. Well, that yeah, that was when he went back the and and talked to the father. Right. And, told and then, them, told and them, then, yeah. And then right. he and flashed then, forward. He flashed right. back to his present day, and he was the douchey frat guy, and she was, you know, just a normal girl. But what I just thought was weird was he, he had that thing, you know, where he's like, uh, uh, my head. Uh, but he didn't really all, he didn't really remember. Maybe it's just because it, it takes a while to sort of get those memories sorted out in your head. I don't know. Now, did he remember any of the other times? I don't, I don't remember. I don't actually, I don't think that he remembered, you know, those, I guess it was the memories getting pounded into his head. But right. I don't think he at any time did he remember what had happened. Like when he jumped back to the present. Well, I think it, I think it did because I think that maybe not all the details, but I, I know that they made a point in the movie about the fact that his brain has more memories than 10 lifetimes or something like that. I mean, that's basically why his father went crazy too, is because all the time traveling, like he was like creating all these memories and basically his brain was getting overloaded like you know with um with memories with memories yeah yeah so um 
I don't know. I don't. It. It, it doesn't. I don't like. I said I don't remember him remembering everything. You know, but, I don't think he remembered every single detail, but I also assumed that. Well, if if you did have all those memories come into your head, uh, you may get them all confused. They might sort of get jumbled. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, Mike, remember, uh, remember the no. day that you and I met? Well, no, I don't remember that. You know? I, I do. I remember exactly. <laughs> There's a wizard in the upstairs hallway. Buddy was showing you around. Right, but what did you have for lunch? <laughs> what did you have for lunch that day? Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not saying much because you went to Taco Bell like a couple times a week. Uh, oh, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. What were you yes, wearing? There, there were certain points like he saw certain flashes, like the one after he got his arms blown off when he came back, and he realized he didn't have any arms, and he was being pushed around by Amy Smart and the the other kid. Oh yeah, and yeah. they were together. He remembered. Little flashes of them. Oh, that's right. That's together. Right. Yeah, because he actually, when he talked to her, and then, and then, it was kind of like I don't remember what the exact dialogue was, but it's kind of like, oh, but he and I are, are he and I have been together for for years, silly, you know, or you know something like that. And he's like, oh, I know, I was just joking, and then and then he like remembers, oh shit, that did happen, you know. But it was like, yeah, flashes. It was sort of like not all the details, yeah. I I don't know about you, but I think that was a pretty cool moment, pretty cool in a freaky way, like in a horror movie way, where when he when he wakes up in bed and he has no arms and his face is kind of messed up, you could tell like he had he had had like uh you know burns or something like that because his face was a little messed up, his his arms were gone. Um, that'd be a pretty crazy way to wake up. Yeah, you don't need that. That was that was pretty horrific. I wasn't expecting that. And then his. <laughs> did and you then, did you scream like a little girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the and, <laughs> and the other came. Sir, we need to ask you to leave the theater. <laughs> there will be no screaming like little girls in the. Sir, stop screaming like a little girl, please. Um, man, I don't even know if we've really talked about this movie in any kind of intelligent way, but. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you have, but I feel like everything I've said was more like just, but this was cool, and this was kind of cool. and That's that's usually the way things go, Russ. Yeah, you talk about things. In I give the intelligent manner. conversation, and you just, you know, prattle on about whatever. Well, we're, <laughs> I'm going to ignore that part, and I'm just going to say... <laughs> I want to ask you, okay, we've, we've, we're sort of beyond spoilers, but like we said before, this whole podcast is spoilers, so people need to have watched the movie, you know, uh, before we, they listen. But did I talk to you about the alternate ending, the original ending that the in, in the director's cut? No, you did not. Okay, so the, the basic premise of this movie or the basic whole – reason he keeps trying to change things is mostly for the girl because he's in love with the girl he's always been in love with her but they just it just never worked because everything got messed up right um so now at the end of the movie he ends up changing things because uh when he when he's when he's like you know when he went after he had um his arms blown off and stuff and and he's in a wheelchair he he actually wasn't going to do anything else because he thought, well, my life's kind of fucked up now, but everybody else's seems to be doing great. 
right? You remember, you remember that? Yeah. But then but he then... goes. Then he then he goes. Oh, your mom's in the hospital. What? She's in the hospital. Yeah, she's been there for like months. She's dying of lung cancer. And then he realizes, oh shit, my mom started smoking because of me. So now she has lung cancer. She's dying. <laughs> so he's got to change things one more time, right? Yeah. So he changes. I can't remember what he changes then, but he changes it somehow again. He changes it. Uh, and then he ends up. Um, is that when he ends up in like a mental institution? Yeah, that's that's when I I think he goes back and tries to steal the firecracker. Tries to steal it. Oh, oh, tries he steals to steals it. Yeah, so they don't ever put it in the in the mailbox. Yeah, that's right. He goes back to the day that they were filming the pervy child porn, and he he takes the firecracker and gets rid of it, uh, so that that they that, that never even happens, right? Oh, but then yes, then it blows up the father, doesn't it? It kills the father. Because they light it. Oh, maybe. And maybe that sends them to a no, mental that's, institution. No, that's right. They, I, for, I, I think. They light it, it. It blows up the father, kills the father, and then the two kids end up going to live with their mother or something or their aunt or their grandmother. Isn't yeah, that... what does he do? He does some... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, there's one time when he grabs it. Oh, I know. He go... No, he goes to light. He's got it in his hand. He goes to light it. And he's like, "I'll light this, you son of a bitch!" Right? And he's he has a I can't remember what he calls him because, but he has some really great um, names for that guy, pig fucker or something like that. I can't, <laughs> I, remember, I can't remember what it was, but it was really it was kind of funny, you know, coming from this little kid calling this you know pedophile these names. But um, and then somehow he lights it or something, and then it's like, and I don't know if there's a scuffle and it's rolling across the floor, and then she goes for it. His, his oh, friend, that's remember? right. Yes, it kills her. And then so he has to. He's like, oh no, I gotta go back again. And then yeah, yeah. I don't remember if he goes back. Is he? We, that's that's when he goes. That's when I think he wakes up in the mental institution. Oh, that's right. And he has to find one more way back that's to right. save her. So he realizes. It was, so when he he goes to get the yeah, it kills it kills her. She gets killed, and he's up in a mental institution since he's a little kid. But now he's grown again. Still, you know, so, and he realizes, yeah, I need to, I need my journals. And then his, his, his psychiatrist says, you keep talking about these journals. They never existed. And then he realizes that he never wrote the journals because that happened in a different timeline. He never actually got a chance to write them, but he Mm -hmm. remembered, what did he remember? He remembered his dad could travel back in time looking at the movies. So he gets his mom to bring in the movies and the whole point, and then this is coming out of the last minute. He, he realizes this is probably his last chance because his brain, this is when they talk about his brain. It, they, the, the psychiatrist is like, it's, his brain is like it's been rewired with memories from 10 years. You know, uh, <laughs> that sounds nothing like that. Man, they should have had you play in that yeah. part. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> basically, basically, he's going to have a brain hemorrhage and die if he doesn't, you know, pretty soon because he's, he's getting really sick. And which is what happened to his dad, I think. So he's like, um, he knows he's probably got one chance to make it all right. So he needs to save the girl's life. And so in the in the theatrical version, the one you saw, he goes back in time to the day he met the little girl. It was a birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she comes over the baby met, and they're like six or seven years old or whatever. And he's like, and then he's like, 
leave me alone, you stupid head, or whatever, you know, whatever he said. <laughs> you know, I can't remember. He yes. was really mean to her. He, he was mean. He said something like, if you ever come near me, I'll kill you and all yeah, your Yeah, that's family. right. That's right. He whispered it into her ear, which is even creepier. And then she was kind of like, uh, yeah, the new kid's pretty messed up. Uh, we're not going to be friends with him. So, or maybe they were the new kids. Whatever. Anyway, so they never became friends. And hence, they, and then it, so it changed everything. He wakes up. And he's fine, and his mother's fine, but he never grew up with those kids. Uh, but I, maybe he grew up with the other kid. I forget the kid that that was. He grew uh, up with the, the with Foggy. With Foggy, the fat kid. Fat who, kid, yeah. Who, yeah, they became because they were already friends, I think. So, but he yeah. was never friends with with uh, Amy Smart's character and her her, uh, her brother. So he it he basically fixed everything, and then I like the way this that move this ended. Uh, where he's working in New York City or something, so, a big city. He's walking down the street and he actually sees her, and then he doesn't say anything. And I thought, oh, good, because it would have been really corny if he's like, "Hi, my name's Dash and Kutcher, but what my character name and you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny or something like that. I can't remember his name. Uh, I want to say Danny, but I don't know if that's right. Um, uh, so, what did you think about that ending? That was the original. I... That was a the- theatrical version. Yeah, see, I did like that ending. That was a, I think that was a good way to end it. Yeah. So it, I mean, it solves most of the problems. Right. I mean, the romantic in me has said, but now you can be together. But, you know, he didn't want to risk it because he's like, oh, no, she's happy. Why Why would I try to mess up her life just for myself? And I thought that was good because it was showed him being selfless. Well, I got the, the DVD years ago, and it has the, the you know, director's uh, commentary and the director's version, right? And he, um, instead of going back and, you know, going to when he meets, when he meets, um, the girl and then tells her off, you know, says something horrible to her, he actually goes back into the womb. So he goes back and you remember there's a scene where he and his mother, uh, when he's a kid, they go to a, no, not a kid. He was, he was kind of a teenager or maybe in college when they go to a psychic and she looks at his palm and she's like, you have no lifeline. You're no. Not, she says, you're not supposed to be here. Well, maybe that was a deleted scene now that I think of it. Maybe that was only in the... in the. Um, yeah, that's, I didn't see that part. Maybe that was only in the director's cut. Well, okay, so in anyway, so there's a point where he has dinner with his mom and then they're walking home or whatever and she's like, let's go in the psychic. It's just fun. It's fun. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. And he's like, oh, mom, they're stupid. She's like, no, no, come on. It'll be fun. Look, lighten up, lighten up. You need a little whatever. So they go in and the, so they do it. But then the, the psychic's like, whoa, looks at him like he's the devil or something, right? And then she's... He's looking at her, his palm, you know, reading his palm. She's, he's like, what, what? And he, she's like, you have no lifeline, and you are not supposed to be here. She's saying that in that, you know, state. Is she, of, an, is she an old gypsy woman? Yeah, I was just gonna say that's, that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. She's staying. <laughs> she's saying it in that stereotyped gypsy woman, old gypsy woman. The you very, have you know, lifeline. Very, very racist and whatever. But you know, so she, she says that, and then it's like, whoa. You know, that's ominous, right? Well, it makes sense in the director's cut because uh, when he goes back in time, he doesn't go back. Uh, he goes back to, I think the movies he even watches are his mom pregnant or something. I can't remember now. But anyway, somehow he goes back into the womb. And he's inside the womb in the baby. He's about to be born or, you know, close to it. He's a, he's like, looks like he could 
pop out any time, right? And then he just he takes the umbilical cord and wraps it around his own neck. Oh my god! And kills himself. That is so stupid. <laughs> so that I'm way, glad I, I'm glad I didn't see that one. So that way, he never is even born, so he's never around to messing everything up. So that's the way he decided he could. So anyway, they did a test, and obviously the test audience didn't like that at all. <laughs> they agreed with me. It, it maybe, maybe, it was a, maybe it was a theater of guys, of people like you saying, oh, oh this <laughs> this is, duh, you had Raps me up until the, now. This is horrible. Wraps the umbilical cord around <laughs> his neck. That's stupid. So anyway, that's the director's cut. Um, <laughs> Uh, I actually kind of like the director's cut a little bit, just because it's it takes it to an even darker place than it already was. Because the movie's sort of a it's a dark movie to begin with, but it has moments of comedy in it, uh, which are but dark comedy, you know. So uh, would you would you have liked it if he went back to when he was one of his father's sperm swimming up the, <laughs> the fallopian tube and just went, nope, I'm not going to jump into that egg and just. Swim off to the I'm just side gonna, and I'm just going to hang back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm no, good. no, you guys got this I'm, one. I'm not going to bother. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just too tired. I'm going to Then you can see the, the little Ashton Kutcher sperm slowly sink down and, and like die on the wall. And you can see a tiny little sperm smile on his face knowing that he, he saved everybody. Sperms don't have things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, once again, we have amused ourselves. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, a little sperm smiling. That's funny. Uh, this is this is my life. My, 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 um, you're, uh, I say something and you make fun of me. And, uh, and we all laugh. <laughs> we all have a good time. Glenn will, Glenn will yeah. enjoy this one. Glenn, our, our good buddy, Glenn Portman will listen. Oh, he said his last name. Oh, oh shit! You're gonna have to edit that out. Yeah, might have to, might have to edit it so we can pause right now. Okay, now we're. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he he may not like that. He may not. He may not like being called out. We'll just call him Glenn. We we should have called him was Glenn Hate. Glenn Hate, the the, the artist formerly known <laughs> as Glenn Hate. But um, no, see now we have to edit that whole part out, Mike, because not only well, did can't, you, get... can't you just bleep his name. Yeah, I guess we could, could. We could do like you say Glenn, and then there's a blah, 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 you know, something like that. <laughs> just, just do that, or can't you just edit out that one little section, Glenn? I could. I'll come up with something for a little with a little edit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we pa- there's a dead space for no reason. Um, <laughs> I guess we should wrap it up now. We we sort of uh, talked this one to death. I like the movie. I love the movie actually, but now I like it a little bit less because of all the things you pointed out that are problems with the film. And I appreciate that, Mike. Well, you should. You should. He that's says, that's what I do. I point out. I point out things sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, you have to look at it with a critical eye as a writer. You need to be able to. Look at that stuff and then say, hmm, that's crap. That's not going to work. That's crap. Like him strangling himself with the umbilical cord. That's crap. Well, yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see. I, I think you should watch it. I should give it to you just to watch that part, just to see, just so you see 
Do I see how stupid it is? No, you might go, oh, that was actually handled, handled very tastefully. I, 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 I take it back, Rose. I think that was not actually a bad way to end the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I will say, though, this this was one of the first um, movies with Ashton Kutcher, you know, where he was he was already a heartthrob from that 70s show and his modeling or whatever, but he hadn't done anything like anything kind of serious movie or anything, and this was his first shot at it. I don't think the movie did really well in theaters, though. No, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, I saw it in theaters, but I don't know about you. You probably I did it. not see it in theaters. I saw it, I think, on probably VHS the first time. Wow! Yeah, because people were still buying VHS back then. That was yeah, ten years back ago. In the, back in the olden days. Well, the movie came out eleven years ago, so I actually heard. Really? Just, I actually just heard that. Um, yeah, two thousand four. Uh, I just heard that Sony. Either like this week or this month or something, end of the month, they're finally stopping production of Betamax tapes. They still and, made uh, Betamax. Yeah, and that's tapes? the that's what I thought too. They still make them. Yeah, apparently they apparently there was still a following for them for a while, and I guess they used them. They used a form a form of Beta uh, for television news and stuff for a long time, but they stopped doing that. Like in I want to say like two, you know, ten years ago or something. So um, I thought. Betamax pretty much died when, back in the, it did as the a, late nineties or the early two thousands. Well, Beta actually died. Yeah, I think Beta the Beta died actually in the I would say even probably the early nineties, um, for the most part for the consumer market anyway. But like I said, there there was a version of Beta tapes that Television News was using up until the early two thousands, because it's a better quality than VHS. Um, yeah, but people just didn't. Well, I think the main problem was you could put more time. You know, the, you had when the first beta and VHS were out, VHS could hold like two or three hours, where beta was only like an hour or something. And people were like, "I want a whole movie on there." Um, so that's why I think VHS got the stronghold. Mm. But hey, Sony got the revenge. The 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 uh, the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray is a Sony invention. Isn't Blu-ray kind of dead now too? Um, no. Why? Oh, because of digital digital video. Yeah. Now they got the. Uh, yeah, I think digital video is cutting into it. I mean, even even I have noticed that um, in my own purchasing habits, I'm buying less discs, and I've started to buy more digital copies um, of films. So, yeah, I mean, those you know discs and stuff they take up space. They do, and digital only takes up memory. Right, and sometimes you don't even have to have it on your own computer. It's up in the cloud. Oh, that cloud. The cloud. Can't trust the cloud. The cloud's got a lot of stuff in there. But, you know, like a lot of people want to have an actual copy of it on their computer, but which you can, but I, I don't really worry too much about that. The only thing I worry about is, like, what if, like, say, I have a few movies through MGO or um, through, uh, you know, Ultraviolet. And what if like that that goes belly up and they go, oh, we're not doing ultraviolet anymore, and they're like, oh crap, then you're screwed. Yeah, maybe they'll let you download your movies before they close up shop. Hmm. Probably not. Well, I know that was one of one of my friend Pat's uh, concerns with digital comics was that 
What if, like, say, Comixology, that's the biggest company that does digital comics, right? What if Comixology went out of business? What happens to all your comics? Shortly after he said that, maybe they listened to him, they started offering, uh, you could download, um, you know, downloadable copies of the comics you buy. So that you actually have files uh, of the actual comics. So, Hmm. um, Image Comics does that too, if you buy comics through Image's website. But Image Comics doesn't do DRM, Digital Rights Management. You could download a, you could buy a comic from from Image Comics online, and you could let me borrow it legally. Oh, so it's it's kind of uh, you can just buy one and pass it around. Yeah, and and the publisher of, of Image, uh, Eric uh, Eric Stevenson, said that um, the way they approached it was it it's it, they felt like. Uh, it's not really going to hurt sales if people are just sharing copies they already bought. It's kind of like if you bought a comic at a comic book store and you said, hey, Russ, you might like this comic. Here, you can borrow mine to read it. And then the idea is that I would like it and go, hey, I like this comic. I will start buying it. So that's the idea. They actually said that, that um, you know, that's not always the same for everything. I mean, obviously, uh, that I don't think that really applies to, say, um, those douchebag pirates out there, you know, who take the comic books and, you know, just copy them and put them on the, on the internet, but mm. anyway, anyway, douche. Um, <laughs> so I guess we get ended there. We're sort of rambling on stuff that has nothing to do with the movie or time travel. <laughs> Which is nothing unusual. And I really didn't get to talk too much about my love for Amy Smart and, um, even though her movie, her role wasn't huge in this in the movie, she does play different versions of the same character, which is kind of cool because, you know, one she's like a, a bubbly sorority girl, and then another one she's a crack whore. And, which um, one did you, you like, know. the crack whore? Um, no, I none of them are the ideal Amy Smart. Um, but um, no. No, my favorite Amy Smart is from Just Friends, I think, or 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 um, or from Crank with uh, Oh Jesus, with Jason Crank! Statham. Don't tell me you didn't like that movie, Mike. No, no, I, I did enjoy Crank. I thought it was it was very high octane. That that scene where she gets uh, where he does her like right outside in public. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is this is a little. It was absurd. The whole, too far, yeah, yeah. the whole movie's absurd, and, and that scene in particular, yeah. But they actually do that in the, in the second movie, too. There's another scene like that in the second movie, um, which is even... With Amy Smart? Yeah, and Amy Smart's in there, too. It's, it, it, both, the second movie's more absurd than the first, if you can get... But I like the first one better. So if you haven't watched the second one, you're not really missing much. I mean, because if you saw the first, the first crank, uh, spoiler alert, basically you're at the end, you're like, there's no way he could have survived that fall. And then he does. But he does. (laughs) Anyway, but we're not going to talk about that because that has nothing to do with time. Time. (laughs) Time. Yeah, you got to look for those uh, those things. Sound effects. Yeah, like I don't have anything better. Any better thing better to do. I mean, (laughs) you know, I could probably do it during my days of of doing nothing. Your leisure time. Hey, uh, what do you want to talk about next time? Um. Uh, the two movies I have on the DVR right now are Frequency and The Kid. Ooh. So we could uh, do one of them, or we could do... Either um, one of those would be good. I love both those movies. Um, you know what we could do? Um, let's... 
Well, let's hang on to the frequency because, like I told you, you know, I know um, there's a comic book writer who I know who wrote the story for that movie. So maybe we could be kind of cool if we get him on the podcast. But what what else were you thinking of other than the kid, which is a great one? I'd have to go through the list. Well, we could always um, we could always do Terminator. We haven't talked about Terminator yet. We could do Terminator one and two. Um, could do Terminator could do. And as Pat would say, we need to butch it up. Butch it oh, up. Pat. Pat. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, so, <laughs> that pretty much says it all. That's it. And we <laughs> we rambled on uh, not too much, I guess, this time. Hopefully, I let you talk a little bit more this time. Uh, I think last episode I kind of blabbed a little bit too much, but everyone loves hearing the dulcet tones of your angelic voice, Russ. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. You're saying I talk like sound like a girl. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with girls. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, at least uh, I think people would probably rather hear you talk on, even though you are a Debbie Downer about uh, not everything, stuff. just just some things, <laughs> just some things to just having to do things. with time travel. I don't Nick. like it. Doesn't make sense. I'd I'd rather go back to my favorite time travel movie of all time. My favorite movie of all time, <laughs> somewhere in time, where a guy just thinks about he wills, going back in time. He wills himself back in time. How how much cooler is that? You can't get cooler than that. That would be ideal, though. Better yeah. than any time machine, that's for sure. Yep, he just wills himself back. Uh, well, Any, I'm going I'm to anyway. will, will myself out of this podcast episode. Yes, and we'll uh, we'll uh, figure out something <laughs> to talk about next time. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and of course, send in uh, anybody want to leave a comment or something or drop us an email if you have ideas because we're open. We're open to ideas. And we're open for business. And suggestions and criticisms. <laughs> Not too many criticisms. Don't be, don't be too mean, though. <laughs> we're we're sensitive. <laughs> All right, Mike. That's it. That's it for another episode of Marty. Mike and Russ time. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is copyright 2015, Mike Solo and Russ Wooten. Mike and Russ Time Yeah is a part of the Uplate Network at russandpat.com.